Scott and Liam versus Evil. Hello and welcome to another episode of Scott and Liam vs. Evil. This week it's episode 81 and this week we're back to picking movies for each other. This week it's Liam's pick and he has sent us back to black and white days where everything was boring and people were scared of their own shadows and we're watching Nosferatu, I think it's what it's called. I'm not entirely sure because I don't know which version I watched, when it's from, who's in it or what happened. Liam, care to shed some light? (laughs) So Nosferatu is from 1922. It's directed by F.W. Murnau. It's a German expressionist film. It is possibly the greatest silent film of all time. And I've decided to make Scott watch it because he's a definite cinema racist, hates anything black and white, and I've decided, do you know what? Fuck you, and let's go back to the very start, the very beginning of horror cinema and then work our way forward and just find out how how many episodes I can get till you tell me just to fuck off and go home and never speak to me again. Well, I'm willing to go through the uh, the education you think you're putting me on, but I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to be sitting there in awe and like it. You know, I'll have to take it with a, with a pinch of salt and see how it goes. Well, get ready to be fucking history buffed out of your mind. Right, where do we, where do we start on this? We'll give the synopsis. Right. You always do it. Okay. I don't. I don't think there'll be a trailer. If there's a trailer, you'll hear it like in about fucking ten seconds. <laughs> if you just keep hearing us talking, it means there's no trailer. Uh, so Nosferatu is vampire Count Orlock expresses interest in a new residence in real estate agent Hutter's wife. IMDb. We really need to stop reading the synopsis for that because it's awful every time. Awful. So what the synopsis should be is this is the first time as well as far as surviving films go this is the first time anyone put Dracula the story, Bram Stoker's Dracula they put the first time they put it on the, the big screen so this is the very first in quotation marks Dracula vampire film okay Okay. Right. I will have some questions about that as we go as we go through my notes. I remember thinking it when I was watching it. But before we kick off, yes. you've got to remember what actually happened around this time. So you're watching it with the the eyes of someone in 2018 who likes personal shopper. So you're watching it with someone whose eyes deserve to be taken out of their skull. There's nothing wrong with personal shopper. There's everything wrong with. Uh, <laughs> you need to look at that. 1922 was when Tutankhamun's t- tomb was found. 1922 is when the BBC started broadcasting. Like this is this is back in a time where people didn't have a fucking clue what was going on in the world. They hadn't explored anything. This was so when this came out. This was such a it genuinely was terrifying. They'd never seen anything like this in Germany. It was. Like fucking two years, three years after the First World War, where the country's absolutely ravaged. You'd think the Germans had learnt their lesson, but as history as history goes on to show you, they do not. But this film for its time was terrifying. Nobody had ever seen anything like this. 
and you've got to try and get into that mindset when watching this. None of, and I swear, if this episode drops and the fucking Facebook group is full of people going, oh, it was shite, there was no sound, there was no voices, oh, it was black and white, then get off the page because you, you're not a lover of cinema. You don't enjoy cinema, as far as I'm concerned. Go back and watch fucking Personal Shopper. Ali, if you if you do have that mindset at the end, I'll uh, advocate that you stay in the page. <laughs> Just to then I'll get on with some of your fucking pictures. <laughs> yeah. Dude, is, is this <laughs> film started right? I watched this on Amazon. You told me to tell you who had scored the movie to see that I was watching the right one. You then said that, yes, it was an acceptable version to watch. Um, f- there was only two women at the start credited in this movie, and both of them were titled His Wife. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with that. It's nineteen twenty-two. That's that's fine. And then I realised that I need to uh, I need to read a lot during this uh, during watching this movie because obviously they don't say anything and every scene you get a, a title card that you would you need to read to understand what's supposed to be going on. So there's well being subtitles. <laughs> Which to be fair, I don't mind. But then I need to give a hundred percent attention because I need to make sure I read everything in case I miss one. I did make you promise for this one that you would actually sit and watch it unlike you watch every other film on your phone on the toilet no and like I, I did you had to actually... yeah you did say that and I did actually watch it I, was, I committed to my my promise um, so my first question is uh, the very start scene is how much makeup is he wearing a lot yeah a lot a lot <laughs> this was at a time where theatre was still huge cinema was in its fucking serious serious early stages so the makeup the, the sets, it's all very theatrical because that's all they knew. There wasn't big studios to give the... to properly make it what you then know as cinema. Yeah, no, I, I do fully get that as well because one of my favourite films, believe it or not, is Singing in the Rain and that set at the same time as uh, movies are going from silent to the talkies and uh, it's in, uh, and one of the particular scenes is when they show uh, the Hollywood movie that's, that's talking in it. Uh, or in fact, it was one of the supposed to be one of the first movies ever recorded. It's just a guy who's maybe the guy who's invented how to record sound, and he's talking, saying, "This is you know you can hear the words coming out of my mouth as I'm saying them and stuff." And then they're at the studio bosses asking all these wealthy rich friends, "Oh, what do you think?" And one woman like is walking out, "I think it's vulgar." And I'm like, oh, "Very good," because <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, I was thinking my notes basically this is that I was like, "That cat is definitely dead." And then I thought, actually, all of these people are probably definitely dead as well. All these people are one million percent dead. Yes. Um, so I was like, wait, do I need to try and work out what's actually going on through the ham acting and mime work, like interpretive dance? This is correct. <laughs> and then also we get, we meet Renfield, who looks like Lemony Snicket. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then, uh, fuck's sake, I'd be as well just reading a book. <laughs> but if you went into this thinking do I have to interpret what is going on surely you know the story of Dracula so you get into this and you know what's happening well, not only do the, the, the card the title cards tell you but you, you already know the story right. because it's been done five million times in cinema since yeah you're right because some of the language that on the reading screens is old timey but I was lucky I've seen the Keanu Reeves version so I know the basic story so when does he uh, turn into a big gorilla beast and fuck his wife <laughs> Does that happen in the Keanu Reeves version? Yeah. Also, it's so awful that you call it the Keanu Reeves version. You could have picked any of the else in that <laughs> movie and called it their version, and it would have been acceptable, but Keanu Reeves. 
Come on to fuck. Can I call it the Winona Ryder version? Is that any better? Yeah, because Winona, uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder is a total babe, so even if she does steal handbags, it's <laughs> fine. That would be most good. <laughs> uh, so then, they see, I don't even know what's happening here. The, the scene is then cut to a wildlife documentary where some guy plays jazz bass. Yep. Yep, all good so the, the original score was done by a live uh, symphony orchestra. Yeah. So if you'd watched the Blu-ray version, which I know you weren't going to because you'd have had to part with your hard-earned pennies and you weren't going to do that for a black and white film, but you would have seen it in the kind of restored Blu-ray with the original score, which has been re-recorded, and it sounds and looks so much better than the, the one you've watched on Amazon. Yeah. And I think you would have appreciated it more, but the original music was by Hans Erdmann and played by a live uh, a live orchestra. So imagine watching it when there's a live orchestra playing a score and it makes it that wee bit more magical. Mm. Right, so Harker's always got a daft grin in his face, hasn't he? That's what it says. I'm he not has. taking you up there. That's the land of the beast, Harker. Big daft grin. <laughs> uh, Nosferatu, he's a skinny drink of water, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Would you be scared of Max Shrek or would you be would you tell me both? I'd be terrified of Max Shrek. Is it true that he you know, was he did he stay in character like the whole time? Is that one of these stories? He did. He did. He was in overall I think he was in like forty or fifty odd movies, but he's only really known for this and like nothing else is known about him in his history. He turned up as Nosferatu, stayed as Nosferatu, and then kinda that, that was Max Shrek. There was nothing else heard about him. And then there's the 80s, 90s, 90s movie, Shadow of the Vampire. I don't know why I said 80s. Where it's actually meant to be playing on the story that Max Shrek was a vampire. So maybe it was. Maybe. <laughs> uh, then there's a scene where he's sitting writing a letter, smoking a big crack pipe. I thought, now the story makes sense. I um, still don't know what's going on. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but they did use the word somnambulist, and that's been used before recently in one of these old ancient timey movies that you made me watch, isn't it? Uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Ah, uh, that's it. A somnambulist is someone who just sleeps, like a, a sleepwalker, basically. Like, he's not dead, he's just asleep and then can come to life. That's a somnambulist. Right. No, that kind of makes sense. It makes sense with the Dracula story. Also makes sense with Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. That was quite hard to figure out what was going on in that one as well. You didn't, you didn't make me promise to watch that one 100%. Uh, that's why next week I'm going to make you promise <laughs> to watch it 100%. <laughs> I'm going to pick it. <laughs> so the, what the story is, is Nosferatu, the exact same as the Keanu Reeves version, Nosferatu has wrote to this real estate person and said, I want a big massive house. I want a house in your country. Find it. So what the real estate agent, which is Harker, and this it's her, has went to meet Nosferatu to find out what he's wanting and be like, by the way, we've got premises for you. We've got a lovely house that you will adore. So that's what's going on at this point. Right, okay. Right. Now, Watching this at the time, like you've said to me already, but this is, I'm just reading it as my notes, that would have been admittedly scary, right? There are a lot of scenes and imagery that are still slightly creepy today, but even uh, 
that like the door closing after him by itself would have put the shits up in the 1920s folks so I, I do understand that that's like you know for the time it would be good I just can't put myself in a 1920s time frame mindset just just the look in Nosferatu would have put the shitters up people he yeah. looks like a rat this was this was at the same time the Spanish flu was happening I got a Spanish flu lesson from Lena uh, when I knew we were recording this they killed fucking millions it was the new black death so because it was seen to be carrying like had been carried by rats like the black death the fact that he looks rodent like was terrifying people were absolutely horrified with the idea that by the way if you get this spanish flu thing you've got like fucking three days and then you're dead you're gone yeah so even just to look at him was enough to strike fear into anyone that was in that cinema yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I am. I am. I am convinced. I am convinced. I just think, well, in terms of, in terms of, like, I can. That's like, I can watch Nosferatu and be like, oh yeah, okay, that's an education, and I understand, like, you know, for you know what it means in terms of filmmaking. Is it enjoyable, and will I watch it again? Probably not. No, because it's boring by today's standards. It's like going to school. Isn't it? Going to school was boring, but you, you understood what you had to learn from it. But do you not feel? a bit more cultured after having seen it yeah I mean to be able to say I've seen it is, that's what I'm saying but I've got that education now but it's not like I've got you know oh that was brilliant I'm waiting for the day but, I'm waiting for the day you show me one of these old timey movies that I do say oh that was brilliant so you wouldn't if this was played at like the GFT with a live orchestra or it was playing somewhere you wouldn't go and see it to see what it's actually like on the big screen or you wouldn't take the Blu-ray HD release and watch it to see just how different it is. I would maybe go and see it in the cinema just so I could feel like Brad Pitt's uh, vampire in Night uh, Interview with the Vampire when he watches Nosferatu on the screen. So, and he got to watch it when it actually first came out as well, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I hate you. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. You see, but in, in movie-making terms, right, you can see where a lot of the inspiration has come from and you can see where it's worked its way throughout the years. And, and I do actually believe that the best filmmakers will have actual knowledge of the history of the craft rather than like the, the filmmakers that are inspired by folks who are inspired by folks who are inspired by folks, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I do understand the importance of remembering these movies and watching them and, you know, taking inspiration from the source. Yeah, because remember everything you know about vampires, everything that's from this up up until Twilight starring your favourite personal shopper <laughs> that what you know from vampires is based on Nosferatu most of it well it's based on uh, Bram Stoker and then it's also based on Anne Rice it's actually not all based on Bram Stoker and we'll get to that at the end okay so be prepared to be fucking skilled boy. <laughs> I know you're going to think that I'm one of those folks who doesn't have the knowledge, right? Um, but that's maybe right. I'm willing to be educated. Are you, saying, are you asking me or are you asking no, I'm, the I'm, I'm reading out my notes. This is my notes that was, uh, oh, right. was so I'm pretending that I'm not reading. I'm trying to sound dead uh, natural. I'm willing to be educated and watch these movies as they are recommended to me by folks with knowledge. It takes me a while to get around to them, right? Which is why it's good when you pick them because that forces me to watch them. And while I may not enjoy them in a way that is me wanting to re- uh, wanting repeat viewings, I do understand the impact they have on. Do you know this is pretty much exactly what I've just said without reading this note. 
And I will, I will yeah. tell, I will tell the listeners this. I actually watched this movie and wrote these notes a good maybe two or three weeks ago. So my 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 opinion has not changed in that time. There's another wee thing that's magical about this film, and I say magical because it does mean a lot to me as just a lover of cinema. This movie was in 1922. Obviously, they didn't get the rights from Bram Stoker's uh, Mrs. To do it, is so brought out and, right? This that mate, you may have just answered some of my questions. Sorry, keep going. Right, so Bram Stoker's missus was like, "Well, fuck it, Bram's dead. I've got no money. They've just released a movie based on my husband's book. Well, that's not happening. I'm going to sue them." So in nineteen twenty-five, the German courts ordered that all copies had to be incinerated and burned. All copies, of the movie had to be destroyed. You would never. Nosferatu would never exist so everyone had to do it apart from the odd few folk that thought fuck this man get this out of the country this has to be saved this is a work of art and ship copies away so the only reason we're watching this is thanks to some people breaking the law because other than that this would be gone this would be lost to the fucking to lost to time and who knows then what would have started horror or where horror would have grown from I find that absolutely amazing that the, the only reason we can sit here and talk about Nosferatu is because some guy went, do you know what, fuck the police, fuck the system, I'm posting this to my pal in America and he'll sit on it and he'll show, or he'll show it to people and it'll get out there. That is a, that is incredible. Well, so why is, why, is it called, why is it called Nosferatu when it's a story of Count Dracula and more to the point, why is he also called Count Orlok? And why is, when you read it online, like the one I watched was all Dracula and Renfield and the actual Bram Stoker story, but when you look on Wikipedia or Google, it's Orlok and completely different names. So on the Amazon one, do the title cards say Dracula and Renfield? Yes. Right, that's a, that's an awful version then. That's that's not right. The, right. It, it's Count Orlok. It's Hutter. And it's Hutter's wife. Right, see, that's why I call them Harker because I don't, I didn't get any of those names. I got, I got Dracula story. That seems really weird that they would change that. Because it, the, the the reason they're not called that is to obviously to try and avoid all the copyright issues that it then get into. Yeah, it could. They had to change so much of it, so it changed. I don't know why it's Nosferatu. It'll be some old folk tale. That's where it'll fit in. But it's they've took the all the main components of Dracula's story gave them all different names and that that's the movie. The movie, at no point should you refer to Nosferatu as Dracula. Nosferatu is Nosferatu. If you're going to ask who Dracula is, it's Bela Lugosi. It's a, they, it's a different yeah. version. So they don't, I don't think they ever, other than saying at the very start, saying it's, the movie's called Nosferatu, I don't think they call Max Schreck Nosferatu in this movie at all. They don't reference it. It's always Dracula as far as I can remember. I see that it's always Count uh, Orlock. And that's what, because I googled it afterwards to get some information and it was like all these different names. I was like, what, why is it different? And I pretty much, I figured it out that it must be some kind of, I just figured, I didn't think it copyright. I thought it must just be some fact because it's so old and because basically you change the information cards, you can change the narrative of the story pretty much. For these old yeah. films, I thought, how often have they actually done that to old films? Um, uh, I'm to I find it quite worrying that they've put that up as Nosferatu when it, it's not they're yeah. trying to 
they're still trying to play it as an old Dracula story. That's quite upsetting. Um, right, so in the movie by this point, uh, he has bitten Lucy. Now, I don't know if she's called Lucy to you, but she's called Lucy to me. Um, he's bitten Lucy, and Harker has watched him stop motion his way into his coffin and get rode out by two horses. <laughs> yep. Yeah? <laughs> yep. And then a, now a nature documentary of a Venus flytrap. Yep. But it's part of Van Helsing's lecture, so that's okay. Is he called Van, Sel- Van Helsing in your movie? No, he's not. No. Okay. He is called. I actually can't. I generally can't remember what his name is. Professor Severs. Right. Or Professor Bulwer. I can't remember what one it is. It's meant to be Van Helsing. Right. Uh, so I don't really know. I'll just you just try. I'll try and describe the scenes that I've noted down, and you can tell me how they differ from the one you watched. <laughs> uh, I, I think all the scenes, all the actual cinema scenes, will be the same. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just the title card names yep. of change, which to me seems Daft. alien and weird. Uh, but yeah, okay, go on. Uh, so there are a lot of scenes though that are replicated in future Dracula movies. I found. See the scene of Renfield in the jail. Uh, or in the asylum, eating the bugs. That was definitely uh, homaged and dead and loving it. It was also homaged by actual Dracula and Gary Oldman. Uh, the Gary Oldman version, yeah. which is actually Francis Ford Coppola's. Now you've got me just picking fucking actors <laughs> for the movie. <laughs> but see, it's particularly, like, I'm sure if I remember it, when I was watching it, I felt like... The that scene was exactly the same way the boy from Dead and Loving It acted it. I can't remember exactly his name, but he's a great actor. He's in loads of stuff. Um, mainly in, that I remember, was in Ally McBeal. He was in Ghostbusters too. Sorry. Oh, the, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. He's kind of clown hair. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so the, that'll, that'll be based on the Universal Monsters Dracula, because it's Dwight Fry in the room kind of really losing his mind eating the flies that's what that'll be based on as opposed to being based on this but that Dracula's based on this right uh, so here, here it is so I've just went to look up some facts about Nosferatu and apparently Wikipedia lists it as being released in 2013 obviously that's a remastered version <laughs> but all the characters and the plot is different did they just rewrite the info cards and make a different movie that wasn't Dracula but then you've told me they actually made a movie that wasn't Dracula and then the one I watched has been rewritten to be Dracula yeah. Right. It just seems so fucking strange. I'm, I'm going to need to contact Amazon. Here it says, my next note is, uh, is the version that I'm watching the altered version? It said at the start that it was based on Bram Stoker's Dracula, called the characters Harker, Lucy, Renfield and Van Helsing. But then obviously I was getting confused thinking, after reading the Wikipedia, thinking that's not right. I wonder if maybe, see because Amazon have got it up and it's like a kind of, it's free, essentially. I wonder if there's maybe still some legality that they have to put that it was based on Bram Stoker's Dracula because the original obviously didn't and that's why there was a lot of trouble with it maybe now it's got to actually be by the way Bram Stoker's story maybe maybe but then also what's the Freedom of Information Act and stuff what's the how long can copyright stay because that's probably public domain now unless you do you re, reissue copyrights is there maybe like an estate that will keep yeah the FW Murnau estate all all on the show of this surely right right. the next note I've got is for a great scene Uh, the stop motion animation of the door and the boat opening probably looked great at the time but now it it looked lazy because it was like I'm I'm assuming that the cameras won't stop fast enough for it to to look smooth 
because I remember doing a better stop motion animation when I was like 10 years old with my Lego and you know and, I, and the, the homemade video camera that my dad had uh, <laughs> but this is like this door swings from fully open to shut in about three movements so it just looks like doof, 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 doof. <laughs> they fucking discovered Tootin Kimmon Scott <laughs> the, the fact that the camera isn't that fast it should be fucking inconsequential to like, your enjoyment of the story <laughs> I suppose, I suppose, I suppose. Uh, then my next note, Mark, this is obviously going to be different for years, but my title card, Jonathan, you have saved me. Jonathan goes straight for her tits. <laughs> <laughs> of course he goes straight for the tits, where else are you going to go? No, what's that? Uh, so then there's a scene with him, uh, I'm assuming it's uh, Nosferatu, walking, around with it, walking about with his coffin. Though he doesn't look suave or scary, he just looks like a creepy looking pervert. <laughs> Well, would, can you walk about with a coffin looking suave? Surely you're walking about bald with a coffin now. You'd still look like a... Probably not a pervert, but you look quite fucking weird. Aye, aye. <laughs> uh, right, my next note kind of harks back to something that you were saying earlier on. Uh, imagine there was a plague. Like, I mean, I know it's a vampire here, but imagine an epidemic or a pandemic. They say that that will be the next big threat to our... And our defences are set up to fight people. We're not ready for the next disease that could easily wipe out 30 to 40 million people. Although when there are 7 billion people in counting in the world, that's not actually that many. But I bet it's enough. Aye, aye to be, enough to be scary. <laughs> I'm assuming that I wrote that after watching the scene of the boat when he just kills everybody on the boat. It's meant to symbolise, that's why he looks like a rat, it's meant to symbolise that anywhere he goes, death falls. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is the Black Plague rat, he is spreading death everywhere. And when you were in 1922 Germany, when you were believing this shit, holy fuck, you are running out of that cinema. You're like, oh, is that a real man? Is that is this real? Yeah, and it would. I guess it would be kind of scary because sometimes the uh, movies still fool us, even to this day, when we should be smart enough to know better. Yeah, like Blair Witch stuff. fucking huh? fooled you for hey, a Of course it did. It fooled me for about six months till I saw fucking Mike on the telly saying that when they won an award. Ugh. Uh, right, there's that jazz bass again. Yep. Right, so here's another note that uh, kind of agrees with you, what you were saying earlier on. Silent movies would have been good in the cinema at the time, even better with a live orchestra, and probably still have some power when played in the big screen even today, but they lose some effect on digital screens. You'd think that, but that the Blu-ray release of this, they should just get me to fucking market it for them. Well, that's, it's, yeah, because that's, that's the Blu-ray release you're talking about, isn't it? And I watched it. On, I did watch it yeah. on iPad, right? But it was it's just um, whatever version that uh, Amazon's got. The, the Blu-ray release is so clear. For it being near, nearly 100 years old, they, they've got it looking superb. And you can actually see what's happening. I watched a quick bit of the Amazon one. You told me about it. And I was like, oh shit, that's, that's too bloody. I know we definitely won't enjoy it. But, well... I wanted you to watch it anyway. <laughs> so, a pure of heart woman has to lure Nosferatu with her virgin ways, allow him to bite her and then hold him till his cock crows. Is that pure of heart? That seems pretty devious and cunning to me. Is that, <laughs> did you get the same, is that, did you... Nah, it's a totally different title. Right, okay. I don't, I don't remember, oh no, until, I sorry, until the cock crows, not until his cock crows. Oh yeah, crows. yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a different title. <laughs> 
1920s Germany, they were only talking about Nosferatu's cock. <laughs> Should have been. Very exciting. <laughs> right, so then he... Is he, is he drawing her to him? Is, is it clear to the 1920s folk that when he's standing all lonely in the window that he's mind-controlling her? I think if you know the story, then yes, it's clear. If you just watch this blind, having never heard of Dracula, then I don't know. I don't know. Is, is it theatrical enough that what he's doing looks like he's controlling her? I don't know. It's also that thing as well, isn't it, that you think back to when the making movies was simpler, but that doesn't necessarily mean to say that the people were simpler, because they people back then invented electricity and or discovered electricity and invented and discovered penicillin and all the rest of the you know invented television, you know, all these different things they discovered and invented. So they're not daft; they just hadn't seen things think... before, so they could probably work it out. Maybe even seen stuff like that in theatre and that as well, and in books. Yeah, I think because you've not got all the, the, the Michael Bay shit that you've got nowadays to tell a story. Back then you had an actor, you had a set and you had makeup and you had that to tell a story. So I don't think it's, it's simpler times. It's just, it seems simple to us now because they, they don't have all these kind of star-spangled effects. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's a, a representation of the people back then. It's just that's what they had to work with and going to cinema was like going to theatre so it made sense that it was just all done with the, the movement of hands or bodies or shadows in this film yeah because I'd say some of the, the filmmaking here is way cleverer than current filmmaking like the scenes where he's walking through the, the door and the door's meant to symbolise a casket type thing so he's just standing in the doorway but They've actually put thought into that where, right, Nosferatu is standing in what looks like a casket. Mm-hmm. It can also be seen as that Nosferatu's death in an archway symbolises kind of life and birth. So him coming in, it's like life and death meeting. It's all it can be interpreted in so many ways that I think is way cleverer than... I know I'm going on to personal shopper, I don't mean to, but <laughs> then some filmmaking nowadays... Like personal shopper. <laughs> I think you need to give back and give personal shopper another 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 try. Uh, anyway, have we done it for an episode? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, interesting. Um, <laughs> right, so then we've got uh, call the professor. Now it's in the days before even landline phones, where you have to actually run up the street and actually call out for the professor. That must have been a pain in the ass. Fucking <laughs> hate society, love technology. Put that in my headstone. <laughs> We do put it digitally on your headstone. You can do that these days. Well, have you not seen the headstones that have got the uh, QR codes in them and you just scan it and it brings up a page that tells you all about the person's life? What would you... Right, you've died. You've got a QR code. I've scanned it. What comes up? Uh, a picture of my face wearing a Stetson. Um... <laughs> I don't think you're allowed, I don't think you're allowed then, to lie uh, on it. I don't think you're allowed to make yourself out to be a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you're going to... Base cowboy. I think you've got to actually kind of keep true to life so people don't scan it and go, oh my God, this guy was the emperor of fucking 8th century Japan. I, I don't think you can just make the shit up. Surely there's a, there's a legality there that you've got to actually portray yourself as true to yourself. 
I don't know because see if you walk through a graveyard and you read some of the headstones and they say like here lies uh, Jim Marshall loving father and he loved his wife and you think hey, right man how many guys in this in this ground say that they were a loving husband and they battered their wives <laughs> you know so you can lie in a headstone if you want to lie in a headstone you can tell the world whatever you want so is Jim Marshall a real person or have you, have you just pulled him out as a domestic abuser <laughs> <laughs> oh I know he was a domestic abuser <laughs> Uh, so right next scene uh, we have uh, Dracula shadow grabbing her tits uh-huh. right now think of, think of that right the shadow vampire thing has now been done in almost every every rendition of Dracula when was it done first this give it the fucking respect it deserves because Mono is who developed do you know what maybe his shadows creeping up maybe, maybe that's even scarier that his shadow is communicating with people and interacting with the, the, the people that are going to die. Fucking terrifying. I mean, yes, but let me just uh, check one little fact here. Oh, never mind. What time does it, when, what year did this come out? 1922. Okay. I was going to check and see Peter Pan on it first, but uh, that was 1953, so he probably took uh, influence from from this as well. <laughs> <laughs> Hit out of the park, proving proving my point for me. <laughs> right, uh, so nightcaps are now like a drink of whiskey, right? Back in the back in the day, people wore a wee hat to bed, didn't they? I don't know why they put that. I guess I think the professor was wearing one when he woke up. <laughs> Were you drunk when you were watching this? No, it wasn't even. <laughs> uh, so then we get this infamous scene of Nosferatu looking sheepish after he bites her. Uh, that's the one he, he kind of steps back from the bed uh-huh. and he gets to the window. But why did he stay there so long? Surely he knew the sun was going to come up. But and this is where it comes in that it's not Bram Stoker. In Bram Stoker's Dracula, at no point does it imply that the sun would kill a vampire. Okay. Nosferatu. Murnau done it first. He decided that, do you know what, this is how he, how you would kill this creature. Oh, wait, like, so Bram Stoker, in his book, he doesn't say that the sun kills a vampire? No. And no, right. no way in the book does he say the sun kills a vampire. That's why in the Keanu Reeves version, Gary Oldman's just like fucking cutting about the streets of London, not giving a fuck. He's got a pair of, he's got a pair of tinted dyslexic glasses on. He's not giving a fuck. I say dyslexic because there's people in my year used to have to wear them to read the math, the math <laughs> yeah. exams. Yeah. Yeah. But he's cut about not, not caring because in the Bram Stoker version, Sun, I think, I think Sun can weaken, like weaken them slightly, but it can't kill them. It's never, that's not the way to end a vampire's life, for lack of a better term. Mm. This was the first time that had been done, and now think about how many vampires are killed in sun, eh, by sunlight. Buffy, Twilight, bleh, 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 bleh. No, bleh. they don't. They don't die in Twilight. <laughs> no, they do. They just burst out of fucking sparkles. No, it's sparkles, but they don't die. So what do they do when they burst out of sparkles? Having never seen Nothing. Twilight. That's it. They just sparkle. They just sparkle forever. They just sparkle within the sun. Eh? They go into the shade and it goes away again. That can't be true. How do you kill that, them? That is, that is genuinely, I think you need to cut their heads off. There's no danger 
fucking Twilight, watched by teeny boppers, that the only way to kill a vampire is to <laughs> cut its head off. <laughs> no, it's pretty, I'm sure it's pretty brutal how you need to kill them. I'm sure. But they certainly don't die in sunlight. They certainly only just sparkle. It looks fucking ridiculous. Well, the sunlight thing was down in Nosferatu. One more point. Thank you. All right, no, okay. I'll give it. I'll give you that. Um, so when I'm watching this one, the, the Amazon one, by this point, he's either just like stop motion disappeared. Uh, but I'm like, this does. This movie doesn't seem resolved, but there's only one minute of playtime left. Oh, Renfield has just said the master is dead, so that's it. Yeah. What, what, what more do you need? It's about a guy coming to... Actually, oh house. wait, sorry, that, that's not even the end of it. Renfield just said the master is dead, so that's it, I guess. Did he just disappear? And now the weak woman is dead, even though she technically saved the day, but Jonathan's the hero. And now, as if by miracle, the movie's over. Because she was bitten by Nosferatu. Well, she, technically, she was technically the hero, but they made it out as if she was a weak woman. Yeah, well, she sacrificed herself, but that's just fucking wrong cards. She sacrificed herself. She knew that she had to buy some sort of telekinetic thing. Not telekinetic, that's moving things. What's the other one? What's uh, that mind reading? Telepathic? Telepathic. Oh my god, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good with words today. Uh, some connection there. It's, it shows you at the start of the film where she wakes up in bed just as Nosferatu is basically about to kill her husband and it's as if there's like a kind of connection Nosferatu looks back over his shoulder while she's in bed and it's meant to be like he he can feel her she's kind of calling to him so that's when he then comes over she knows she's got to keep awake for the sunlight thing she gets bitten but he then dies she sacrifices herself she is the hero again well ahead of its time in 1922, a woman is a hero. You're only in fucking 2018, and that's starting to get allowed. <laughs> it's not just starting to get allowed, it's just starting to happen. <laughs> I don't, no, but I mean, like, I don't mean it's starting to get allowed. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> no, not at all. But that, it's starting to be at the forefront where, you know what, you can, you can have a, a movie or a, a series where the woman is the the dominant hero figure, where the woman is kicking ass and taking names. The, the women, you come out of cinema and you're only talking about the women. Except we all like a dominant woman. What are you going to say? We all like a dominant woman. Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, to us, even 90s, the, the, the women characters and stuff were, they were eye candy. Most of the time, they, they weren't in dominant roles. This, she sacrifices herself and she kills this terrifying monster. That's fucking woman power right there. Yeah. And is that maybe just because, obviously, in Germany, the women might as well be in power because the guys keep making a fucking cunt of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Angela <laughs> Merkel's done a good, good job. She's not tried to take over the world yet, so... <laughs> so there right. you go. <laughs> Finally, uh, it's the same way when the, the kind of lawsuit happened with us and said, "Oh, do you want to burn everything, burn everything," and you think, hey, "Do you know what? Maybe some 10, 15 years after that, Germany should realise that this isn't the way to go about it. Let's see if we don't agree with something. Let's not just burn all the books and burn everything. Let's like maybe approach it like adults." 
still keep it there, but just or you're not allowed to read it. And then obviously, then the whole World War Two thing happened, and the burning of the books and all that. Just what what we're learning from Nosferatu is that Germany don't ever learn from their actions until 1945, <laughs> where I'm sure that I'm sure they've I'm sure they've learned now. <laughs> don't ever share this episode to anyone German. <laughs> <laughs> Or just anyone, probably. <laughs> right. Um, what I'm saying is not wrong. I th- I, no, well, yeah. <laughs> um, right, so Mark, you know, do you want me to give my final summation? Unless it's negative, then yes. Well, I'll just get, I'll give it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I can see where this this movie inspired. I can see, aye, I can see where this movie inspired so many filmmakers over the years, not just for Dracula movies, and I fully understand its importance and its place. I am unsure why my version, brackets, Amazon Prime 1922, was directly based on Bram Stoker's Dracula, but the same movie is also criticised for ripping that source material off in versions where he's called Count Orlock. I'm hoping you'll have cleared that up for me already by the time I read this. I'm happy I've watched it, so thank you for picking it. I'll probably not watch it again, save for maybe watching a certain scene for reference in future reviews perhaps, rating it for what it is and trying to rate it for what it was at the time. So I've gave it seven stop motion doors out of ten. Would you change that now after a little kind of history? Um, I probably rated it higher than I thought it was before when I when I was actually writing the notes. So I'll probably just keep it as a seven, like kind of giving it an actual seven now. <laughs> with the way you rate things, I am delighted with a seven from you. <laughs> I don't agree with it. The movie is. Uh, for what it is and what it stands for and what it means to horror the movie is a 10 to the fucking cows come home but for for your ratings a 7 yeah I, I'm happy with that yeah although I don't agree that it could be a 7 if you refuse to watch it again but we know your ratings are all over the place so it's fine <laughs> I actually think my ratings are actually all right. To be perfectly honest, I was thinking about it today, and I thought, Do you know what? Like, see, I'm I'm rating it. I'm rating it as it is. Um, not rating it for anybody else. So if I if I said I thought it was crap, I gave it a seven, then that's because I think a seven's crap that day. Does that make sense? But that no, because <laughs> <laughs> the, the the whole point. So for a rating system to work, it has to be that they can go. Oh well, Scott gave us a seven. And fuck, if you think about the other movies he gave it a 7 to, it must be good. If if you're just going, well, that day I thought 7 was kind of shit, then it means that <laughs> if they're comparing it going, well, he gave that movie a 7, that movie a 7, that movie a 7, two of them were good and one was fucking awful. They've got nothing. <laughs> like, like, your rating system there means nothing. There's no point in you rating a film because your numbers go all over the place. I suppose. <laughs> so you've got to try and get a bit of kind of if you mean 7 is good then 7 is good every time you rate something a 7 yeah okay <laughs> I understand so, that so do you want to give it a 10 then uh, no I'm going to stick with my 7 okay fine but 7 means good very good yeah 7 was good I, I enjoyed it and I fully understood it's place and and uh, historic cinema and making the way into modern cinema so I do understand it and I'm happy I watched it for that bit of education like I say I won't watch it again probably not like it's not it's not one of the ones I thought that's that was that was fun that I, I could watch that again but you know I've seen it now so 
That's why I think some of these movies you're you're not going to find it like a fun laugh riot like you might find some modern films, but it's just as an actual piece of cinema you're rating it, and as a piece of cinema, and for its legacy and what it means, and that nearly a hundred years later we're still talking about Nosferatu, a movie that shouldn't even exist. I think that is just incredible. That's always got to be a ten. Yeah, I am. Well, I know that was a that was a good wee speech. That was fine, but it's not a ten for me. But it is a good. I do agree with what you just said. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that it nearly disappeared. So that's actually that is pretty cool. That's we're we're, we're going to walk down a path, Scott. We're going, <laughs> that, that's the that's the first step. That's us across the first plant pot. That's it. Nineteen twenties German expressionist cinema. You visited Nosferatu. You've seen it. A seven is very very strong from you. I'm happy with that. And now we move on. We move on to whatever my next pick will be. And maybe maybe that's when you'll find fun. Maybe that's when you start to appreciate old cinema. Black and maybe, white cinema. but yeah, we have to we have to get one of my picks out of the way first, and maybe you'll uh, come into my way. I'm thinking. If it's personal shopper, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to come to your house and I'm going to punch you in the fucking kidney. <laughs> Not yet, but it, it might be. It might be soon. <laughs> uh, so, have you been watching anything else? Uh, I know this episode, this episode drops later than we anticipated it, but it's fine, man. Just, just leave us alone. You'll get good quality episodes when we're good and ready to put them out. So, <laughs> yeah, that's thing. You get, you, you get a better episode of when we're in it. That sounds like a pair of episodes that we're not in. It's like for, forcing your partner to have sex with you. It's no. It's not, it's not technically rape, but uh, if I know it, it's no fun. <laughs> a million percent, that is technically rape. So. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> hey, so have you watched anything else? Uh, have I watched anything else? I'm trying to think. I don't even fucking know what I've watched. I think I have been watching something. Oh, I watched the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out Here. In fact, the, probably the entire run of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out Here has probably been and gone since the last episode dropped, so that was quite fun. I enjoyed that. I always liked that programme, and I think this year we it was are, really good. We are, nope, we are not talking about I'm a Celebrity in the same episode we talk about Nosferatu move on done okay. uh, I watched uh, nothing from start to finish I don't think just been playing cowboy cowboy games yep yes I've been playing cowboy games I've still been playing Red Dead Redemption and I've watched the, I finished watching The Ballad of Buster Scruggs which is a western movie uh, on Netflix which is actually really quite good however it's not a movie that I would watch like over and over again as a favourite western because it's a bunch of short stories so it's one of those ones well the individual stories are good it's like they're just it's disjointed you know it's like it's not it's not there's nothing that draws you in what would you have given that actually because I've seen it as well so we could just rate that just for a little fun bonus rating uh, well I love westerns and it, I think it's a really good like dis- depiction of a lot of different parts of old west America like when they were the, the, the British and all the rest of the pioneers were discovering it you know for their first time and I would say that it looks good it looks fucking delicious I'm going to give it an 8 yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that yeah well, I'd agree with the rating. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I did not enjoy Liam Neeson singing The Sash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not for bigoted, well, not for my own bigoted reasons, because I'm not a bigot and don't really care, but because then the, the, the bigoted people that I do have on social media, they, they actually seem to think that Liam Neeson's done this for them, that Liam Neeson is a 
fucking massive Rangers fan and this was thrown in for them and that annoys me because back in the day that didn't exist that yeah. is just a fucking song that somebody else has taken and made it their own that annoyed me but the actual the, the, the film itself the stories the story with Tom Waits in it I thought was excellent the, the yeah. gold prospector ah yeah yeah it was a good one I liked the one with the the wagon train as well I thought that was really good yeah so some of the scenes in that were, like caught me by surprise like yeah. the speed and uh, it looks it looks excellent the dialogue's excellent and it's like two hours runtime, but it didn't feel like that I thought it no. felt very quick yeah so yeah, I'd give that an 8 as well. So, Netflix, Ballad of Buster... Is it Buster Scruggs? Because I keep saying Buster Scraggs. No, it's Scruggs. It is Scruggs? Yeah. yeah Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Check that out. Apart from that, I have just been watching Japanese films. Although, I did watch... You might have seen my post where I had ordered some DVDs from America and I forgot about it and they came. Uh, one of them was Ninja Zombie. Ninja Zombie... Ninja Zombie is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> and not really a good weird. Like, uh, me and my pals filmed this in the back garden with your dad's video camera, and now they've re released it in Blu-ray, and it still looks like you and your pals have filmed it <laughs> with your dad's video camera when they just invented video cameras, and it's... Yeah. So how do, hate... how do movies like that get picked up for, like remastered blu-ray releases and stuff like that like i mean how did they even get picked up to be distributed in the first place let alone you know to be honest no idea it's no. one of the producers or whatever the company it brought out it's like the american film institute blah 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 so it's obviously been on file and somebody's then went oh fuck that was a fun movie let's put it out but with ninja zombie i don't understand if it was ever I don't understand how it could ever be released as an actual film. It's a fun, it's a fun watch, watching it knowing it's meant to be shit. But it whole, it gives me like massive hope for our movie Cocktopus. Yeah. Because if if people are willing to re-release that on DVD, then Cocktopus will get like a fucking IMAX screen. You imagine we made Cocktopus actually made it. I don't, we don't need to imagine Scott. 2019. <laughs> 2019. That's that's the year of the octopus. We'll start writing the screenplay right now. I've written it. I've written no. it. I've written it. <laughs> You've written it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel hope it's going to be a surefire winner. <laughs> like I say, I hope I've written it better than I can speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll be back hopefully next week with Scott's pick. Uh, unless it's personal shopper if you hear nothing from us it means he's picked personal shopper and I've wet in a huff and I'm not watching it uh, you it's not personal shopper but I can assure you next week you're in for one hell of a treat of a million and one accents from me <laughs> actually just 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 the one accent but done a lot <laughs> oh, now I'm excited <laughs> uh, so yeah you can catch us in the usual places on SoundCloud on iTunes to the person that uh, went back and changed their one star rating to a five star I like to think it's because you had done the one star accidentally and not because you think I'm actually going to murder your family <laughs> if it keeps it as a five star then yes I and believe that I'm going to murder your family but hey ho <laughs> we're back rocking on iTunes again so go on iTunes give us a give us a rating give us a review uh, on the Facebook group 
swing by, chat to us, tell us what you thought about the episodes, what you want us to talk about in future episodes, just what you're watching, what you're listening to. Uh, this this month is now the kind of your top ten films, your top ten albums, your top ten everything. So come and let us know what your top tens are, especially top ten horror films, because when we record our best of 2018 year, it'd be really good if we also had some listener choices that we could talk about and compare notes with, and just reveal to our listeners uh, what your kinsmen. Are, are liking for the year so please send us it in a message or an email scotlandinvestorsevil at hotmail.com or on the Facebook group or on Twitter or on Instagram or just come to Scott's house and just tell <laughs> I'll be in <laughs> with a Stetson on yeah damn right well and nothing else <laughs> ooh <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys for episode 82 One, two, three, four! I've learned